Greetings, this is Carl. You're listening to Behavior Gap Radio, and this is part one after the introduction in a series that I'm just referring to as reality-based financial planning. Um, we could also think of it as being less wrong, or I also like thinking of it as in praise of guessing. The goal of this series is to walk you through the steps of reality-based financial planning. And step one is make a guess. I want to walk you through what that means. I've heard this over and over from readers of mine at the New York Times that one of the most frustrating things that they experience from our industry, and I realize I'm speaking to the choir. By the way, I realize I'm speaking to the choir, right? So it's generally not the people listening to this podcast that are creating this problem, but 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 I know I've done it, so some of us may have this problem too. Readers tell me all the time one of their biggest problems is they go in to meet with a financial advisor and they the financial advisor uses the word plan and that of course scares them because everybody thinks plan, ah, big plan. So just a little note, side note here. Whenever you use the word plan, I would suggest you could replace that word with strategy. It goes better. Or if you use the word plan, I'm okay with sort of putting a stake in the ground and reclaiming the word plan. I think it helps to say, you know, we're gonna work together to create a financial plan. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. Clint, relax. You know, I don't mean a two-inch thick book that's going to serve as a doorstop, right? Just some little disclaimer that redefines in their mind plan, right? So people tell, say, whenever they go to meet with a financial advisor and the financial advisor says plan, they get nervous. And then the next thing that happens is we start with this, can you tell me what your goals are? Now, that question doesn't work. Right, like people, and I'm sure those of you listening know what I mean, like people don't know what their goals are, right? And and they they get really nervous about this. I didn't know this, I mean, I didn't know this till like 10 years into my experience as a financial advisor. I didn't know this, but people don't, they get nervous when you say goals, right? They're like, wait, you're gonna ask me what my utility bills are gonna be 17 years from now, right? I don't know where I'm gonna be tomorrow. And particularly in today's world where most of us and certainly all of our kids, you know, they may have seven, eight, nine, ten different jobs and and maybe even five, six, seven different careers. And they're gonna move more, it's far more flexible, you know. So so there's this big concern around goals. And so I am just suggesting after thorough diagnosis, and that's a, a separate I'm making some assumptions that you've done some pre-work and and helped clients clarify their goals through the use of some really good questions and you didn't slide a questionnaire in front of them in the lobby with one of the questions saying, what are your goals? Right? Please don't do that. But I'm making some assumptions that we haven't done that, that somehow you did it in a human way. You developed, you got to this point where you're now talking about goals and I would just suggest you start thinking of them as guesses. And you tell clients, because here's the thing, the only thing we know for sure about your financial plan is that it's, it's also the only thing we know for sure about your business plan and all business plans. And the only thing pilots know for sure about their flight plans is that they're wrong, right? That's the only thing we know for sure is that they're wrong. We just don't know by how much and in which direction. 
Right? We just we know that the moment the client walks out the door, the plan is going to be wrong. And here's why we know that. Some assumption we made in there will not be correct. We know it won't be because it's an assumption. Maybe it's the capital markets assumptions that we made. Because remember, inside that plan is an assumption about every rate of return for every asset class, every co the correlations to all the other asset classes, standard deviation for every asset class, inflation, and then you get to the human assumptions we have to make, date of death, <laughs> how much people are gonna save, when they're gonna save it, their goals, their values, all of these are assumptions. And I would just suggest that the first step in reality-based planning is getting clear that these are guesses that doesn't minimize them. If explained correctly, we say, look, absolutely we're gonna make the best guess we can, but they're guesses. I have found that to be a hugely effective tool of explaining it to clients. So it goes something like this, right? We've had a long discussion. We've gotten to this point where it's now time to talk a little bit about goals. And we can say something like, we've probably already identified them, we could say something like, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you talked to me a little bit about how important it was for you to make sure that your kids were educated. Now let's put a little framework around that, shall we? Now we're gonna call that a goal, but relax. I'm giving you permission to relax, don't worry. We don't need to be too worried about sort of a false sense of precision because we know it's gonna change. So we're gonna make a guess. Now, listen, we wanna make the best guess we can, but we're gonna make a guess about your goals. What do you think that means since your child is two? <laughs> well, let's make a guess on what it would mean. To put a little definition around, you wanna be prepared to make sure they have the best education possible. You know, would that be a state college? That'd be a private college. You know, let, let's put some guesses around. Let's put some framework around that guess. Let's put some framework around that goal and we'll call that, those fra that framework a guess. So retirement, think about that, right? Like many of our clients are 10, 20, 30 years, sometimes 40 years away from this thing called retirement. The whole idea of retirement is a guess. So we can just say, what do you think it would look like in the future? Let's take a guess. Now here, ah, sorry, there's so much to cover here. Often, whenever we bring up something that may be 20 or 30 years in the future, people don't want to engage in that process because they intuitively know they have no idea. On top of that, there's been research done that shows we are very bad at imagining ourselves 30 years, like our future selves. We're almost, you know, it, it's almost as if we're imagining an independent third party. That's how much connection we have to our future selves is the connection we have to a third party with very little connection. So, so when we say, when do you want to retire? Right? I mean, that immediately, the neck muscles tense up, <laughs> the stress and tension in the room. So instead we can say, hey, you know, I, I know the idea of retirement's a long ways off, but most people have some sort of goal that they want to make, at least make work optional at some point in their lives. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's, let's make some guesses. Now, because of that tension, sometimes we're tempted, because we know the plans are gonna be wrong and they're just guesses, right? There's sometimes a temptation to take this to the illogical conclusion, which is what most people in the public do, which is why even do it? Ah, forget it, Never mind. So we're just trying to explain, no, they're guesses, and we're gonna take a, we're gonna sort of put a stake in the ground 
out 20 years away. And we know, Mr. and Mrs. Client, that it will be wrong. But that's what I'm here for. Six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, as we learn new information about that guess we made 20 years out, we're going to incorporate that into our plan and we're going to change the guess. We're not committed to the guess. <laughs> we're committed to the process of guessing, the ongoing process of guessing. Right? So incredibly important. It's a guess, my friends. It's a guess. You can call it an assumption if you want. You can call it your capital markets inputs, you know, whatever you want to call it. But in the end of the day, it's a guess. Now, that doesn't mean we don't make the absolute best educated professional guesses we can. And nobody is in a better position to do that than you. And nobody is better at guiding clients through that process of clarifying their guesses, right? Clarifying their goals than you. Incredibly valuable. But that's step, step one in reality-based planning. Like, why don't we just, these are all uncertain. Like, uncertainty, another word for uncertainty could be reality, <laughs> right? And so being there, I, I think sometimes we think our job is to, you know, like ring out every ounce of uncertainty in a client's life because everybody doesn't like certainty. Our jobs, often we think our jobs is to be sellers of certainty. That is not your job, right? Your job is to be sort of a, a guide of uncertainty because at the end of the day, what we do is help people make incredibly important decisions in the face of irreducible uncertainty. And so why not just be upfront with that by using the term guess, I find people are incredibly relieved. I, by the way, I'm not, I don't really care if you actually call it a guess. I'm more talking about the attitude and the approach we take to flexible planning. And I'm absolutely adamant about this. The reality that your plan's wrong. And therefore, your product is not the plan. Your product is you, the planner. Your product is the ongoing process, the course corrections. That's why this is a relationship and not an event. So that is episode one in this series on reality-based financial planning. And coming at you next is step two, which is take a step. <laughs>